Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my man who loves some bologna sandwiches in a kitchen. It's Frank. How are you today? Full of bologna. How are you? As always, you are full of bologna. I'm doing just fine. I'm doing just fine, Frank. Frank, we are not alone. What? Um, just so you there there is someone among us. Um would you like to tell everyone who that person is? I am thrilled to introduce uh the 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 king of sting, the 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 fashion of passion. No, wait, that's a different thing. Oh, the master of disaster. The master of disaster. The Sultan of Swat. No, I did it wrong again. <laughs> no, um, the Count of Monte Fisto. Mont- we just did this. <laughs> <laughs> the Internet's own Zaki Hassan. Welcome to Beer with Geeks. We are thrilled to have you here, my friend. I belong to the Internet. You do. You do. Well, you, you know, you're 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 a well you're a well known uh, film film critic and and uh, movie thinker in in places uh like uh the san francisco chronicle and huffpo and and elsewhere where 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 would you like folks to find you uh well i suppose you can find me on twitter at zaki's corner uh that's the a-k-i-s corner and that's where i tend to bloviate i was i was about to say you you uh, I'm, I'm flattered that you call me a thinker because i feel like that's giving me too much credit but i will <laughs> i will gladly i will take it <laughs> I will quit while I'm ahead and take that compliment. <laughs> well, uh, well, Zachy, that it was great to have you. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> See you later, everybody. It's been, yeah. it's been nice. Well, we've been, we've been, the three of us have been like Twitter friends for, for a long time. And, and, uh, I, and I, I'm just thrilled to have you, have you on the show. And I know that the, the movie we're going to talk about today is, is one that, uh, you're quite a fan of and, uh, it, is, it is near and dear. So, so you may break my heart today if your opinion went uh, in a different way. We'll I don't see. Know. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. We're gonna find out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Frank. Mm-hmm. But first and foremost, tell me what you're. Tell me what you're drinking before we even die. Before we dive into anything. Sure. Particular. I'm. Uh, so I'm drinking a new one for me. Uh, this is a single cut, softly spoken magic spells Imperial IPA. Uh, I had I had never never come across this one before. Uh, but I liked the label, quite frankly. It's got a bunch of chat bubbles on it. And uh, I, I, I know I like single cut, and uh, I liked the label, and I, I checked it out, and it is uh, it is quite good. I'm a fan, so I'm going to give this one a, a thumbs up. Oh, good for you. Anybody else drinking Frank, anything? I, I, I am also drinking an IPA, Frank, which never happens, mm. ever, because truthfully, I don't really care for them. Um, but 
what we're going to talk about today kind of takes place near India um, or is supposed to. And so I thought India Pale Ale was um, appropriate. So I'm drinking a fanny session from the Revival Brewing Company. Um, and it's uh, it's named after um, I am a Rhode Island transplant. It's where I live now. And there was, a, there was an elephant. There was an Asian elephant named Fanny that was part of it that was in a zoo here for a long time. It, it was named in her honor. Um, and so it's good. It's got a really big hop, um, kind of like an elephant's got a big footprint. Uh-huh. And so it's, yeah, if you like the big hop, then it's for you. Um, if you don't, then why, what are you doing drinking an IPA? Really <laughs> the question. Maybe it's not for you. Yes, that is correct. Right. Um, Zachy, what, yes, what liquid graces your throat today? I am having a nice tall glass of water and boy, am I loving it. Good for okay, you. Good for you. Good for you. A nice tall glass of water like yourself. Good I'm, for you. I am also. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm hydrating. I'm hydrating on the side just to, you know, I mean, you got to, I got to keep up my podcast stamina, you know? Correct. <laughs> yeah. Every, for every sip of beer um, Frank has, he has to take two sips of water. Sure. That's yes. the rule that I just made up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yep. That is just right now. The, yes. That's how we do it. That's how we do it. So listen, um, I, I watched a movie this week. Uh, because I, I, I thought it would be weird if we talked about a movie and I hadn't seen it. So, uh, so I watched, I watched the Phantom starring yeah, Billy Zane, did. Christy Swanson, who else? Catherine Seta Jones, Trent Williams, Trent Williams, Trent Williams, Trent Williams, and what a treat he is. And aha, he is. Yeah. <laughs> and I got to say, okay, so now you you two both have a history with this film, correct? Oh yes. Oh yes. Very much so. Um yes, but let's let's start with our guest, Zachy. Where did you come to the Phantom? Uh as well as far as the the character of the Phantom, I I read uh the comic books when I was a kid. Ah. Um I I I was born in Chicago, my family moved to Saudi Arabia when I was a little kid and we used to visit uh India when when i because i had relatives there mm-hmm. so um you know in in the 80s and over there uh they the characters that were most popular were like flash gordon phantom and uh, mandrake and so that's how i became aware of the phantom was reading these reprints of american comic books uh in india and then in the in the late 80s there was a cartoon show called defenders of the earth Yep. And uh, that was a that was a team up with Flash Gordon, Phantom, and Mandrake, and I was like, I know those guys, you know. And I don't think most '80s kids knew the Phantom and you know uh, mm-hmm. Mandrake. I think they knew Flash Gordon, uh, but yeah. uh, I was like one of the few people that watched that cartoon. So, uh, so ten ten years later, when the movie comes out, I feel like the movie was aimed at me and basically only me because no one. I was in high school at the time. I was, uh, it was uh you know it was coming out between my, my my junior and senior year and no one was even remotely interested in any of what that movie had to offer no billy zane and purple body stocking that was not on the agenda for them so i was i was a lonely soul watching that movie <laughs> That's so sad. which is which is a travesty because billy zane signed up for two sequels that we'll never see uh, um, i know in- I know. So, um, and uh, now Frank, it's new for you. So I don't remember seeing it in, I don't remember seeing it in theaters, but I do remember the sweet eggshell cassette tape that we had with the, with the 3d image of um, slam evil, you know, where like the ring would glow, the ring would not glow. It was awesome. And um, 
I I grew up, you know, I listened to the show, Frank, you know, like I grew up watching, you know, the, you know, Michael Keaton and, you know, Chris Reeve and all of these, all of these things, Matt Salinger, Captain America, bless yeah, him. Nice. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, so we, um, but I freaking loved the Phantom. I loved it so much, like the shadow and the phantom, like those were my guys. My brother even went, actually, my brother even went dressed as the shadow for Halloween once. We like made our own costumes. The phantom was a little bit harder to replicate. We discovered, mm. um, um, <laughs> but I just, it's a movie that I could quote in and out mm. in, in, you know, like in a way that, you know, like the bologna sandwich, like, What's in this sandwich? <laughs> bologna. You know, like that's bologna. <laughs> like there's a, that's not something that should stay in my head for, you know, 20 years or however long it's been since the movie came out. But um more than that now. Um 25 years. But uh it's funny that you say that because just just the other day, uh my my wife, she comes back from the grocery store and she's like, Hey, I got some new toothpaste. And I'm like, toothpaste. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Now, did she get it, or was no, that for you? No, not even remotely. Yeah. No, yeah. That was totally like I looked in the mirror and gave myself an, an air high five. Yeah, there you go. Okay, okay. See, I do that all the time, but for me, it's like a George Reeves wink in the mirror to myself. Nice, nice. Well, uh, I have I, no history with this movie. Uh, my history of this movie with this movie spans about twenty-seven hours. Um, and, and that, well, that and if you go back further, Tim, Tim always talking about how much he loves this movie for for however long we've been friends, fifteen years. Um, but um, I really enjoyed it. I really, really yes, liked I you this would. movie. I knew it was. I knew so you would. I wasn't sure. I, w- I mean, okay. I, I like pulp heroes, so like I, I thought, like okay, that checks that box. Like the, I, I should be good with this. Um, generally, I like pulp heroes, but you know, I don't always like pulp movies about pulp heroes. Like they're not always winners. Um, so I, I wasn't sure, but this, this really, this really hit the like the Indiana Jones, like check the Indiana Jones box, the, the, um, rocketeer. Um, it, it really went that, that route and, and touched, you know, t- tickled those parts of my, my fancy. So I really, really enjoyed just like the action adventure, um, aspect and the, uh, I mean the way it was written, it was written like a, like a comic. Uh, I, I feel like so, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed all of that, and and uh, I I just had had the best time, had the best time watching this movie, and uh, uh, would would like absolutely, absolutely recommend it to anybody who hasn't seen it and is thinking like like just it it is worth worth the watch. I really enjoyed it. Here's okay, Frank. Um, what um. How much of it were you able to? How much of the movie were you able to go along for the ride? And was there anything that would wrink that wrinkled your nose? There was a good. I mean, there was a good amount that I had to sort of like do some suspension of disbelief, or or just sort of like, well, we're at the movies, you know, capital the capital movies. Um, mm-hmm. it, I, I, it, it was very much a '90s movie that takes place in what the '30s. Um, yeah, it very much. Yeah feels that way and and but that's why i say that it had like a an indiana jones uh sort of vibe to it because it's like 
it is a movie that you know Indiana Jones movies made in the eighties um, that that takes place in another decade. So it's sort of I mean it it had that that um, uh, nostalgic feel to it. Also, also I have I have a gripe with you, Mister Tim, and that is that you never told me how much old New York plays a plays a uh, a role in this oh, movie. Sure. And if you wanted to sell me on this movie, that was the that was the way to do it is to be like, hey, it's pulpy. It's like Indiana Jones action adventure. And uh, a big chunk of it takes place in like 30s New York. I'd be like, well, where's this movie been all my life? Who's been hiding it from me? But uh, but that's OK. We can still be friends. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Zachy, what apart from having a history with the Phantom, like what what is it about this movie that makes you come back to it over and over again? Oh my gosh. So many things, you know, I think, I think from the jump, I, I really like the the sense of earnestness that this movie has, you know, it, it really unabashedly embraces sort of being this old fashioned story of daring do, and it doesn't really need to, to, to wink at it. Um, you know, I, I think Kit Walker is not, a particularly complicated character but that's the appeal like he's just a good guy you know mm-hmm. and and i i really i i and i was gonna say like it, it makes me nostalgic uh but i i found it invigorating even when i saw it right and i was old enough to um to to know like uh, that, that this is not you know it, this is not a character who's particularly in the zeitgeist i knew enough then but i i just there there's it, it doesn't wink at the audience. It just, it embraces it. You know, you've got t- treat Williams. Who's like, he's just so happy. He's like the happiest bad guy I've ever seen. You know? <laughs> we're going, did yeah. you hear? We're going to the devil's triangle. Let's go. You know? And, um, there, there, I love this. Yeah. He's so happy. You know? yeah. Um, show me the power, you know? Um, yeah. there, there's a scene where it, you're talking about old New York when, when it, the phantom is in the building and he's, they're the, you know the bad guys are leaving the building and he's chasing after them and the phantom is running out and he knocks the purse out of this woman's hand mm. and oh. and he stops and he picks up the purse and he hands it back to her and it's what i love about it is it's it's not even like a moment it's not like oh hold on let me stop let me give it to you it's just he while he's doing like it's just a thing he does oh here here you go and, and he just keeps going right and i think billy zane just found this he found this groove man like he he's he's absolutely earnest but you you buy it um, and he has this physicality that is so unlike any other on-screen superhero. You know, he's not into this muscle suit. So I think part of mm. it is he can, he, I mean, he moves like a cat, you know? Uh, and, and I really do feel like he should have become a bigger name, you know, if not because of the Phantom, I just feel like the guy's a talent. You know? Yep. I agree. I do know that he read a lot of the original Lee Falk um strips in order to like get the physicality of the huh. phantom so he would like look at a lot of the drawings and be like okay he crouches he's all he he bends his shoulders like this and he tried to embody that and you huh. if you know like if you know if you look at the old drawings and you look at him he's like yeah that's what he's doing he, he like moves it. like a like a panther or something like that's uh it's great i um, love that and he he so confidently wears the purple stocking and i think totally. that that's a huge sell for me because I know they originally wanted him in like um like a like a, a rubber like the rubber um you know foam bat suit mm-hmm. um, that was the route they originally wanted to go and he was like no but I I put on all this muscle 
to like <laughs> to, sh- to show off to show off and like which is like i guess also why that scene or like why he gets stabbed by quill just to be stitch up he's like listen <laughs> this was a lot of hard work and we're gonna make sure that this is on screen all oiled up for a little can, bit can we have a shirtless scene please i worked i worked really hard on it and i would just really like a shirtless scene the opposite of me but anyway um <laughs> yeah can i wear more shirts can i wear can i yeah. wear like a hoodie over three shirts yeah, but um, Frank, you look at you look at nice and svelte there. He's like, thanks, I'm wearing three sweaters. Yeah, you know, that's like, yeah. in my comfort zone of three sweaters. Yeah. Um, do we do we do we guys do you guys have any favorite like favorite characters? Like like you can I mean you know it can be it can be the Phantom it can be but 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 like any favorite favorite characters to call out and we'll start with Zaki like favorite characters in this in the Stillmer characters who you you are drawn to the most. Well, I, I, I mentioned Treat Williams in this. I mm. mean, he is he 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 lives up to his name. Gosh darn it! What a treat he is. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, the guy is having an absolute blast. Uh, you can tell he's just having fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and and he almost like you, you can't like it's he, he's he's a in terms of his uh, you know he 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 he's just like a businessman, right? And he could have he could have played it. Uh, sort of straight down the middle, but instead he kind of—I was going to say he—he he camps it up, but um, that almost would be a diminutive because I don't mean he's doing like a Batman '66 type thing. He's—I mean, he—you believe he's a bad guy. I mean, we have that great scene right in the beginning with the, with the, with that microscope. Which who keeps something like that in their office? I what know. Kind of, what kind of what kind of psychopath does that? Right. I want to know who has to uh, clean it afterward. Is that the... <laughs> but it's I love that. I mean, as as. <laughs> <laughs> we we have the great that intro of him at the party where he's like well maybe i'll just buy your paper right out from under you know and, yes. and you're like, oh, this guy's kind of a weasel but then we get like the the microscopes and you're like oh okay this guy he's he's bad news this guy uh but gosh darn it if we don't like him and what about when he tomahawks that guy to the door oh no yeah. the spear <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like what I the hell? Altar boy, for the love of St. Timothy's, and so was you, Charlie. <laughs> like, oh. they, they sound mean, like they're in. They sound like they're in that um the Home Alone movie. They're like, yeah, hey, I smell you getting off the elevator. Angels with like, filthy souls. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> he said ten percent. Yeah, keep the change, you filthy animal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what they said. But yeah, but I love. But to your to Zachy's point, like there's a lot of little character moments that Treat Williams mm. does that like he, like so he throws the spear and he's like you know like oh no we we're going now I'm too excited and he pulls but then he like looks back at the door and he's like oh I nicked it it's it's stuff like that that really, like really sells him as a fun character. Um, but I think everybody's great. I for some reason not for some reason. I like Quill because I yeah. like James uh, uh, Ramar um, or Remar, Ramar, whatever. Um, but I, he, he was a cool bad guy when I was a kid. He's got a cool voice. He means business. Um, but he's also like this, like he's like on his own. He's like an alpha male. But then as soon as he gets in the room with Xander Drax, he's like, he's like a weird, like he's a weird kiss up where he's like, yeah, no, I swear I killed him. Like, you know, like, and I, I, like, yeah, so right up to the hilt. 
<laughs> apparently the this apparently it was supposed to the i was just reading this i i never really looked up anything on the movie that it was supposed to be tongue-in-cheek like the joe dante was supposed to direct originally and it was supposed to kind of be this like campy no not like campy nonsense movie and it got shelved and it was taken out they kept the original script but nobody said that it was supposed to be campy that it, mm. and so they played it earnestly which i think works to the strength of the movie but there are moments where you can read where they would have like like right up to the hilt that felt like it would have been like that's the comedic line somewhere in mm -hmm. there but in yeah i just um but i yeah i really like him i i have to say though there is something there is something pretty special um, about Al the cabbie. Um, yes, that was going to oh, be yeah, my, he's, great. he's my favorite. He's great. <laughs> yeah. Like aside from the main cast, he, Al the cabbie like really stood out to me because I've definitely seen that. He's that actor is definitely a character actor who's done some other, other stuff. Uh, but yeah, he wow. was in um, Ace Ventura. He was in Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura. He was one of the detectives. Um, Independence Day. Yeah. Speed. Yeah. So he's he's got he's, he's gotten around. Yes, he does. He does. He's one of those. Hey, that guy. Actors. Yes, totally, totally. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and, but he just delighted me in the way that he. And I love that he's just like, yeah. Here's like a bunch of gems. I promise they're real. Get them appraised while I'm gone, and just stick around all day. And and yeah, that's 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 fine. I never I, kid. Yeah, I never kid. Yeah, right. <laughs> I do, I do like I actually I really love that whole scene even with Jimmy Wells where where he's like oh, by the by Jimmy Wells how do you how do you know um you know how do you know um Diana it's like we were friends at college into Jimmy he's like I see like, gonna, <laughs> and he just kind of like gonna, steps back go cry in this quarter <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I was a kid for some reason I thought Jimmy Wells was also Jimmy Olsen like because like huh. Diana Palmer is clearly a Lois Lane like or a Margot Lane or you know something you know along those lines she's that archetype character yeah, yeah. like I was just adventuring out in this place and I got back and now I'm going off to this adventure over here and um, so, well, for, so you know, I just always equated Jimmy and Jimmy Hmm. At, at the time the movie was made, John Tenney was married to Terry Hatcher. Oh. So maybe you were just picking up something in the air. See that? I was. That's exactly what was happening. I was like, <laughs> you should you should be on Lois and Clark, not fake Jimmy number two. Yeah. Bring yeah. back first Jimmy number one that kind of looks like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big Lois energy. That is that is really wow, that's really interesting. Huh. I didn't I hadn't considered that. I like that connection. Yeah. I I yeah, I love I love Al the Cabbie, but I I actually um I, I'm I'm a little I had I had such a big crush on Christy Swanson in the in the 90s and early 2000s that like I, I just totally. I didn't realize she was in this yeah. movie, so I was just delighted to see her because I I have always really really liked her as as an actor and uh and and just I was just it was a it was a delight and i also didn't realize that Catherine zeta jones was in this movie which was just like oh okay cool like that's kind of a that's a big name that's a big this name was, this <laughs> pre mask of zorro Catherine she wasn't a big name so at the time was, right yeah, like it's funny because yeah. she blew up two years later with yeah. zorro and i was like i was like y'all didn't see her in the phantom like two years ago it was what happens you know that's so yeah. funny you missed yeah. 
you miss you miss Sala understanding the love triangle or like the love triangle that was happening that nobody else got. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I think he's in love with her. Oh, this is getting more interesting by the minute. Right. <laughs> like, like, I like that they're like weirdly gossiping about like the Phantom's love life. I think that's. You know. I, I love when they're in the car. And she's like, what's wrong with you? Why are you so mean? <laughs> I know. And she's like, what about it? Or whatever. And then Xander Drax is like, all right, everybody just shut up. <laughs> like, it, it is so earnest. Like, the, 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 the even asking, why are you so mean is such an earnest right? question, right? Like, it's like, why are you evil? Why are you, why do you hurt people's feelings? Like, it's such an earnest way. And and that, I think that's what, what kind of draws me to this because, like, everyone knows I'm, I'm the biggest, like, Superman fan. And I really like, I really go for the earnest take on Superman. I really go for the, like the sort of pulpy take on Superman. Like the, the mm-hmm. golden age Superman was a pulp character. Um, and, and I'm not necessarily saying that golden age Superman is my, is my favorite take. It's not, but, but going back to the roots, like that is the roots of the character. And that's the thing that I love. And that's why I, I enjoy these kinds of stories. I enjoy pulp action heroes because they come from the same place as this character that means so much to me. Um, and an earnest take on a, on a pulp character really like really works for me, really resonates for me. Um, and I think that's why I like this movie so much. It, it just was, it wasn't ironic. It wasn't, it wasn't making, poking fun at the genre. I mean, it did a little bit and it was, it was some camp and there was some poking fun at itself, but for the most part, it was a pretty earnest take on it, and it was just sort of like, yeah, he's good because he's good. Because good. Because good, yep. and that's and that's all you really need to know. There's no, like, you know, there's no need for a dark backstory that explains why he decided to choose good despite all else. It's just like, no, he's just a good guy, and that's Actually, it. I, you, you raise a good point, I think, but the actual a really good, strong strength... Uh, words. Uh, a no, no, strength no, a, strong, a strong movie, strength of this a, movie. A strong Go strength. Ahead. A yes. strong strength. Yeah. Um, a really... I'm an English teacher. Um, <laughs> does anybody know that? <laughs> like, Not anymore. Uh, yeah, no. Oh, gosh, yeah, no. If anybody at work listened to this, they'd be like, why? Why Why are you Why? Why are you in charge? Um, so, no. Can you speak um, English? That's impossible. Yeah, that's, that's impossible. <laughs> um, the... Um, um, a, 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 an excellent quality of this film experience is um, that they they give you the backstory of the Phantom in about 30 seconds. Yeah. Saying brotherhood, pirates, kids on board, raised by blah, and now he's the Phantom. And then you just get the rest of it as it goes. So, like, the mystery of the ghost who walks, oh, I killed him. Like, if you're a kid, especially, like, you're like... Whoa, is that the same kid as before, like that I just saw? But you said the Phantom was dead. There's that this. And so, like, you do get a slight mystical element to him early on. And that goes further into explaining. But then, like, but then, like, his whole reason for abandoning America or, or at least Diana and going back is like, my, you know, my father passed away suddenly and I had to take up the family business. Like, bam, I had to, that was the right thing to do and i had to do it because maturity mm-hmm. you know and that was though i mean he kind of does he go he goes to walks her so i don't know if that's any good right you know yeah. so um but uh but yeah but it, you're right there's an or i i think there are two scenes particularly that i think come out very earnestly for billy zane when he's actually the phantom one is when he um 
um, when he's rescuing Diana from the boat and she's like, your dog's a wolf. And he's like, I know. um i love that and i um i love when he goes to visit captain horton and i think it's captain horton and he's and he's like don't you ever come in the front door he's like it's too obvious i like the window (laughs) like and he's eating the cucumber sandwich like but he's like he's so comfortable in the bodysuit for then for him to go from i'm relaxing in this chair to I'm standing with my hands on my hips and I believe every second of that progression. Mm. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of the Superman and Lois scene in Superman 78, you know, like, let me just sit at your patio furniture, your, your, you know, your, your um, rooftop furniture and, and talk to you in in my cape and red boots. Right. And I'm totally comfortable in who I am. I never lie. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, I, th- I think that Chris Reeve comparison is so well stated because that was something I felt the minute I saw this movie. I was like, he has that same level of just total buy-in um, mm-hmm. that that Chris Reeve did. You know, I mean, because because that's the thing. I mean, I you know, uh, I think Chris Reeve is so good as Superman that you forget that anyone else would re- look ridiculous in that costume. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, but absolutely. he he owns it, and and that's what Billy Zane does. He's wearing this purple sock, and and you're just like, yeah, well, of course, because that's what the Phantom wears, you know? Right. And yeah. it, it, they they did a sci-fi did like a a Phantom mini series, yep. maybe about ten years after this, and they, and I I only watched part of it. It was it was not very good. But you have one scene where you have like the next descendant, whatever you know, Phantom number thirty-two or whatever he is. He's introduced to like this is your legacy, and he's shown you know the classic Phantom costume, and he's like, "Well, I'm not wearing that." And right away, it's like a balloon, you know, because because yep. mm-hmm. now you're deflating it for yeah. for the audience, you know? right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. it's the like, ironic part about that is that the suit they do give him is stupid looking. Exactly. You should have gone <laughs> yeah. with the sock. You <laughs> should have gone with the sock. Yep. Now, Zachy, well. as somebody Actually, who was already familiar with the with the Phantom in comics, yeah. you know, how did you how did you react to this movie as a as a fan of the character already? And like how how faithful did you feel like it was? How much did it sort of encapsulate the the character and sort of the feel of the comic? So you know the the, the I, I had a recollection of reading the the Lee Falk books uh, when I was younger, but but at the time this movie came out, my, I was mainly familiar with the DC Comics series that had come out in like the late '80s, early '90s, with Mark Verheiden, Peter David did it, Mark Verheiden, and that was a little bit darker. So in terms mm. of and it's set in the present, so the tone was was different because those books, it's like it's about poachers. And it's about, you know, famine. And it's a great series, by the way. It's highly recommended. This is, it leans much more heavily into sort of the swashbuckling uh, nature of of uh, sort of, you know, Lee Falk didn't do that as much. I think this goes a little deeper into sort of the fantasy element. Uh, but I think it works. What I do think ultimately it preserves the essence of the character right from the top, which is for those who came in late, which was like, that was part of the, that was part of the comic books for those who came in late. And he dedicated his life to fighting piracy, cruel and cruelty and injustice in all their forms. That's the Phantom. That's it. You don't. You know, it's not about revenge. It's about I don't want anyone else to ever go through what I've gone through. Uh, so, so big picture, uh, it 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 hits all the right notes. And I think the fantastical stuff that they add works in, in, for, for this film, right? Because because the 
the ring is not mystical in the comics, but I think in this, by making the ring a mystical artifact, it allows for, you know, Patrick McGowan to show up as the dad, uh, which is not, uh, you know, that's not a thing from the comics, but I like it. I like, I like Patrick McGowan, obviously, and just any chance uh, to see him and Billy Zane play off each other. I'm fine with that. Yep. Yeah. I, he, Patrick McGowan has such a great voice that I'm like, you just, right. he's one of those like low key narrate my life people. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Although it's funny, when I saw Braveheart, I was like, oh, it's the dad from The Phantom. <laughs> what an ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why is he being so mean? I- I'm not going to um. lie. That's that's not, you know, that's kind of what was my reaction. That is my reaction to Billy Zane in a lot of things. Because, like, I'm used to seeing him as a villain. Oh, sure. So yeah. I, 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 um, I actually, he's one of those actors who, because the first few things I ever saw him in, he was a bad guy. When I see him, I'm like, I don't, I'm ready to hate this guy already. You know, like as soon as he comes on screen, like I see his face and I'm like, I don't know. It's just a weird thing that I have. And, uh, but, but I, he was so sincere and such a like good guy through and through. And, and, and Zachy, you're right. He had that Christopher Reeve quality of just like, he is good for goodness sake. And, and I believe it. And, and I was coming in prejudiced against him prejudiced in such a way of like you're a bad guy and i am i love i'm used to seeing you as a bad guy um but he turned that around very quickly for me because he was just so sincere and so earnest in the way that he portrayed this character and just sort of like i i totally bought it i have to tip my hat to the stunts in this film Mm. um you know i was and i it's been a a little while since i'd watched the movie and i I forgot about the plane crash sequence where they like you know jumping on the horse my wife is a horseback rider and so i have a like a much larger appreciation for horse stunts than i used to Mm. because like i've watched her ride and how much work that takes and her talking about it and all this stuff and so like i watched him i watched billy zane the actor the phantom whatever like jump off of what is a moving plane onto a running horse and then also have like have someone have christy swanson like come down into the frame while the horse is like all this i'm like that's so hard like that's so hard what what and and that's it's you can tell it's not green screen because mm-hmm. when there is green screen or blue screen in this movie, you know, you know, it's, it's pretty obvious. obvious. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty obvious. Um, and so, though, I do love that that um, bridge sequence, very Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, I, uh, but uh, but I was just I I was just floored by what they were doing, and that nobody nobody cared. <laughs> Nobody, nobody cared. It's a very stunts-heavy movie, but less less so effects. But the stunts are fantastic. This this movie came out the same weekend as The Rock. Wow, nineteen ninety six, and it got obliterated. I mean, this is like bug on the windshield because The Rock made all the money that weekend. Uh, and That's they're both well, great movies. Like, I think I think they're both. Very like, it's not even like yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like watch them both. It's great. Wow. Yeah. What a great double feature. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. 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 But um what I actually what this movie did in terms of costuming, it, it is one one of the more comic accurate costumes ever on screen. Not even just like a, oh, it's translated for the film, but it's like it's just what he wears, sans like striped, you know, 
um, un- zebra underwear or whatever, um, which is fine. Um, not missing. <laughs> yeah. Well, not, not, yeah. no, not missing that. Yeah. No, no, no. That was a that was a mistake many decades ago. Um, <laughs> but what I like is the patterns on the suit. You know, so it's it's like you know a lot of people give credit to um, Tobey Maguire's Spider Man for raised webbing, so you can see it better. The texture's better. The Man of Steel Superman suit, the textures like the textures very good. That kind of changed the way that we're looking at superhero costumes then forward. Like, what's the texture like? But the Phantom was like it's kind of a precursor to that. It's like you know the texture might be there, but there is some element of design work to make your to catch your eye. Yeah, and in it. It looks great. He must have been so hot, though. I can't get over how hot that must be in the jungle. Yeah, the it, it, you just you can imagine the the humidity just yeah. making you just a big old big old water balloon in that in that thing. Mm-hmm. Could not have been fun. I, I did enjoy <laughs> at the very end though when he takes off the mask. There's like the whole you know she's she's like take off the mask and I know who you are and all that. And uh, I, I love it. It's it's very clear. Like he's clearly like he's got the domino mask and the the hood, the, the cowl, and it's very clear that he's like wearing makeup around his eyes, like black out his eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he like puts his head down, takes off the mask, and suddenly there's no more makeup on his <laughs> eyes. It's like yeah. um, Batman Returns when when Keaton takes tears off his mask at the end. Yes, this is yeah. similar thing. Where yes, like, Wait it a is. minute. At least this one, you there. There's no weird shot like in Batman Returns, where there's like a one second shot of Keaton. Yes. He's clearly not wearing that. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they covered that well, at least. Yeah, they did. They did, and I give him props for having kind of messy hair, even when he does take it out. Right. Because right, right. in you know, Michael Keaton takes off his head, and he's like, "Well, maybe it's the wiry hair. It doesn't really go anywhere." Yeah, right. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, there's so you know, much. You, you there's so s- much to love about this movie. I really, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, you had said that. Um, you had said that Billy Zane's, or we had all said that Billy Zane's Phantom is very much like Chris Reeves' Superman. Mm-hmm. And I was then I you said Michael Keaton. So um, that in the same era, Michael Keaton's Batman is very much also Alec Baldwin's Shadow, like the way that they play their their alter egos to their characters all in the same vein and uh i just like that we get kind of like these weird natural successors hmm. um to the character the very characters that kind of inspired you know them in the first place we're right. kind of watching it in reverse yeah it is interesting right because like this you know the 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 phantom as a character predates superman by by a couple of years in the 30s but Billy Zane was clearly taking some cues from per- portrayals of Superman. I would guess Christopher Reeve was a big in- influence on him. I haven't heard any inter- interviews where he said that, but I would I would guess that's a that was an uh, uh, an influence on him. So it is kind of funny of 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 how like this character comes before Superman, but he is taking cues from a man who played Superman. Um, and and yeah, that's interesting about the Phantom. Uh, I mean about the uh, this the. Uh, the shadow, the shadow as well. I must have the strangler because I was just watching the office and the Scranton strangler was in my mind. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, the shadow, <laughs> the shadow knows the strangler knows, um, where you live. Be where, careful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, Yikes. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts on, on any of these things? Zach, would you like to go first? Uh, yeah, a couple of things. The one thing I wanted to make sure to mention is David Newman's score, which mm, is amazing. Yes. And I listen to it all the time. It is, it is, it is 
beautiful and heroic and swashbuckling in it. And it, it almost single-handedly, uh, elevates the movie by by like a letter grade mm-hmm. to me you know i i think you can you can see the ways the score might have gone in a different way and really um you know given it the wrong tone but uh you know the phantom theme is is great you know and the, the music um when we when the phantom is first revealed and if you listen to the score you can actually hear phantom phantom, phantom. Mm. you can actually hear it on on the the track which i think is such a neat a uh, little piece of music making that that David That's Newman did. That's very cool. Uh, another thing I wanted to mention is I liked the little reunion of Biff Tannen's thugs that we get in the beginning of the movie because, uh, of course, Billy Zane is one of Biff's thugs in in Back to the Future One and Two, and uh, Casey uh, Shimashko, I think, is how we say it, who is the guy who he gets taken into the jungle. He's like, "There's a guy out there with a wolf." Uh, he was also <laughs> one of Biff's thugs, so. Uh, I feel like uh, Billy Zane might have called in a favor and gotten mm. his old buddy there just to punch him in the face. So I just I, Love I like it. that little piece. <laughs> I just watched Back to the Future like last week, and I did not notice that at all. And now I'm mad at myself. That's <laughs> yeah. So look at cool. look at the the diner scene. You'll see Billy Zane and and Casey, both of them there. That's awesome. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I freaking love that. Yeah, I uh, Back to the Future is one of my favorites. So like that was a yeah, that was cool. I I, I recognized. Uh, I I I mean, obviously recognized Billy. Like I knew Billy Zane was 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 in it, but I didn't realize that the other the other guy was also uh, one of Biff's thugs. That's oh, that's fantastic. I love that. Uh, Tim, what are what are your your final thoughts? Um, I I loved this movie when I was a kid. Love it now. It's still super fun. Um, what I was the only part that I really la- like, I like almost cocked my head at when he, when he goes into the fan goes into his treasure vault and he's like, "Oh, black pearls! You won't find these in New York." And I was like, "Won't you?" Like, really? <laughs> <laughs> like if you were like rural Idaho, like sure, maybe, but like uh, New, it's York, New York, yeah. it's New York. I mean, there's yeah. Yeah, they're kinda, probably there. It's okay. There's kind of a whole diamond <laughs> district. There's kind of a whole area where there's lots of jewelry. So yeah, you'll 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 find some. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That and I think that um, Kerry uh, Hiroyuku Tagawa, um, as the great Kabai sang, should get a shout out because you know, yeah. you know, Shang Tsung forever. Um, like he he elevates any bad guy that you give him. He's like Shang Tsung is uh, not Shang Tsung. Kabai Sang is like, like nobody know like whatever. He's almost like a throwaway. He could be a throwaway villain, but he exudes coolness. Yeah, and and I just who doesn't love a good who doesn't love a good sword fight on a pirate ship? Like, and I just yeah. And so I I think that I think the movie does a great job at like moving through different large set pieces and feeling like it hits all the great pulp class like it you get the city pulp you get the jungle pulp you get the pirates you get the you get all the good you get all the good stuff the only thing he didn't fight is nazis and i feel like that's something we would have seen if we had sequels Mm. i think i think uh uh, kabai sang introduces the phrase feed your pretty pink ass to the sharks Yes. Uh, to the lexicon, and, and we're all we're all richer for having that uh, in our absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I away. 
I, Tim, I, you kind of took the words right out of my mouth because, like, th- that that is what I really enjoyed about this film the most. It had it had all of those. It had the big set pieces. It had the big swashbuckling adventure. You know, Zach, you used that word a lot, and that's absolutely the word that came to mind when I was watching it. Is a swashbuckling adventure on on the and I keep saying Indiana Jones, but it re- really brought me to that place that 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 mindset of an Indiana Jones film or a Jurassic Park film or you know, like they're gr- high adventure. Um, and in, in such a, in such a fun, sincere, endearing way, um, every character felt like they were leaping off a comic book page. Every, uh, word of dialogue felt kind of silly, but in a good way. Like I, I just, it was enjoyable. It was meant to be entertaining and, and not to be taken overly seriously like just seriously enough taken to be since serious in the sense that everyone was sincere and and that the premise was meant to be sincere but um but in a way that like is just it is for fun it is for fun it is for entertainment i i there's not the need to like well let's give everybody a dark and gritty uh motivation for why they're doing what they're doing because dark and gritty rules the day like no like there there are it's okay to have people who are good for for it for the sake of being good and i think that's something we've kind of right now is not in vogue and i'm really happy to watch a movie that does value that um mm-hmm. i i so i i was I thoroughly enjoyed it for all of those reasons. I will say it's probably not a movie that I would have um, picked out of a lineup. Like if I was just looking at Amazon prime and that that's where I watched it. If I was looking at Amazon prime and it was like, you know, here's 10 movies we recommend for you right now. It, just looking at like the poster and the description, it may not have been a movie I would have chosen based on those things, but based on the recommendation of people uh, whose opinion I respect, I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to try this. And I am so glad I did. So whether you are an old school fan of this movie like Zachy and Tim or whether you um, have never tried it out, but you're sort of you you like some things of this genre, absolutely watch it. Or if you've seen it, rewatch it because it is it is worth it. It is such a fun time. Um, And I, I wish more movies like this were being made today. Um, I have two things that I, I wanted to say that I forgot about. One, that the Palmer Mansion, the outside of it, is the Playboy Mansion's Hugh Hefner's mm. house, um, which I thought wow. was which I thought was fun because I, I looked it up earlier. I was like, "Wow, that's a nice house. I wonder who lives there." Oh, interesting. That tracks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I I know of him. Second, we talked so much about that. This movie feels like Indiana Jones and blah blah blah, and that's. Also, because it was written by the screenplay is by Jeffrey Bohm, who wrote Latin's Crusade. Um, That's right. So I think that that is you can you could feel the you can feel the pulp DNA all working in there. Yeah, absolutely. And produced by Alan Ladd Jr. Produced by Alan Ladd Jr. Who (laughs) made Star Wars happen. So we have him to thank for this as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And I couldn't help but you know it was a it was a Paramount it is a Paramount film and and every time I see those Paramount you know the mountains I I think of I think of Indy. Um, I think of this movie. Is that bad that I think of this one before Indiana Jones? That's cool. That's really really cool. (laughs) Hey, before we sign off, Zachy, where can folks find you on the internet if they'd like to follow you and read your stuff? Oh well, uh, uh, as I said up top, you can find me on Twitter at Zach. 
Z-A-K-I-S Corner. That's Z-A-K-I-S Corner. Uh, that's also my website, DeSantis.com. Uh, I write regularly for the San Francisco Chronicle. My reviews are also at IGN and various other places. And yeah, generally, if you at me on Twitter, I will I will uh, respond to you. So I would love to hear from uh, any of you all listening to this. Right on. And how about podcasts? Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I, I co-host the Movie Film Podcast. Uh, that's just one word, Movie Film. Uh, with my partner Brian Hall, who is a television writer, and uh, we get together every couple weeks. We talk about the latest releases, uh, news, reviews, etc. And we also do commentary tracks uh, for older films, including coming up uh, next month, one for a little movie called The Phantom from 1996. Nice. nice. That was that was so <laughs> awesomely timed. Yes. Fantastic. <laughs> Uh, I will I will vouch for the movie film podcast is fantastic. I've listened to you guys uh, you. a number of your reviews and, and always, always enjoy it. So I will encourage Thank anyone. I'll put so a much. link uh, to everything you just mentioned in the show notes and encourage everyone to check you out everywhere uh, on the Internet that you can be found. Uh, because, uh, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of, of, of your, your writing and your podcasts. And like I said, we, we've we've the three of us have talked to each other on Twitter for a long time. And it's, it was a, a blast to finally get to talk to you. Uh, on our show. So thank you for, thank fun. you for coming this on. A, thank you. Thanks for thinking of me. I appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. Our absolutely. Pleasure. Uh, you can find <laughs> us at beerwithgeeks.com, thoughtbubbleaudio.com for, uh, that's where our network is. And that's where you can find lots of other shows. If you like movies, you're going to like Tim's podcast, Academy Rewind, where they uh, watch every best picture nominated film one year at a time. Uh, you can find us at Beer with Geeks on Twitter. You can find us anywhere podcasts are found, uh, whether it's, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, uh, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, whatever. We're everywhere. Uh, you'll also be able to email us, beerwithgeeks at gmail.com, and uh, leave us ratings and reviews wherever you find your podcasts. And uh, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Frank Ramblings. Tim, you're at TimothyPG13. Those, hey, uh, those are the best places to find us. All right. Well, uh, thank you all for joining us. So until next time, Cheers. Cheers.